I thought it would be great to have you here from here because really the church is not about a place, right? It's about a people, and it's not even about a preacher. It's about God bringing people together. And so Pat and Bud are active parts of our church family, and uh, she wrote a few words, and I just thought it'd be good for you to hear it. Do you want to hold this? Or? Yes, please. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> As we celebrate the fourth anniversary of Ecclesia Church at the Chip, um, the only reason why I'm up here is I'm probably the first person that sent in um, the 500-word or less page. Yeah, Steve is telling me that. Not the only reason. Um, I'm here to tell you why my husband and I are here at Ecclesia Church at the Chip. And I wrote, <clears throat> for 30 years, my husband and I have been discussing and praying and trying out many different Christian denominations other than the Catholic denomination where we were raised and we raised our children in. We moved to Arizona permanently um, about eight years ago, and we started from one end of Cave Creek to the other end of Carefree, trying to find a church that would suit us. Um, our Catholic religion is very um, embedded in us. However, we felt for different reasons that we needed to find another Christian community that we felt more comfortable with. So we were Methodists for one Sunday, we were Lutherans, we were Episcopalians, we were just about anything we could find down the road. And like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, um, some were too big, some were mediocre, and some were too small. But when we came here, um, it was because of Larry Wentz, Buffalo Chip. Um, we've been coming here for probably 35 years to enjoy good beer and hamburgers and a little bit of TV and good company and a little bit of dancing and a little bit of bull riding with our friends. So um, one Saturday afternoon, we were having a burger and a beer, and we saw a sign, a little placard on the bar, and it said, Church at the Chip. We read it. We kind of chuckled looked at the bartender and she said, no, it's for real. You should come on Sunday. So we did. And honest to gosh, it was for real. And we've been part of this community for uh, four years and we love it. We enjoy it. We're part of a family. It was small when we started, of course. We weren't here for the first Easter Sunday. We were here probably latter August, early September of that year. We heard from Greg. Um, people came up here and talked just like I am as to what our faith and how we grew up and how we enjoy life, but here we are. So now we are a part of this wonderful community, and we love being part of Church at the Chip, Ecclesia. Um, what else can we say? Um, we have a very organized pastor and his wife, Donna. They've put on many great events here at the Chip, plus at their home, and we have breakfast every first Sunday at the Chip, and it's wonderful. Um, I feel like it's heart and soul, um, and today we have heart, soul, and tummy. So we welcome everybody that's been here as four-year-olds, as three-year-olds, as two-year-olds, as one-year-olds, and new-year-olds. We love having you here. Invite your friends. Invite everybody. It's worth it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Father, we want to give you thanks today for the beautiful morning that we're enjoying. We thank you for this place where we can worship. We thank you for those who pulled together to make this happen, for the permission that was given to us to worship here in the first place, for the resources which have been given to us to erect this structure here, for the people who come every week to worship and glorify you and to enjoy their company and to see how they can better serve and bless this community. Thank you for the 
community leaders who've come and spent some time with us here today. We want to really be a part of this community, and we are really grateful that they would welcome us in this way. And so, Father, we want to dedicate these environs, not only our, our place here, but even the whole property here, as it is here to serve this community, and we in particular want to serve in the name of Jesus Christ. So we are grateful. We dedicate this building and structure and our lives to you. In Jesus' name, amen. And at this time, I'm glad that Cheryl is going to come and read our scripture for us. Good morning. Today's scripture reading is found uh, sorry, today's scripture reading uh, is from Acts 8, 1 through 8. In addition to your own Bible, you may find it on the back side of your message notes or beginning on page 784 in the Worship Bible. Please follow along as I read. And Saul approved of the execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and all, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed so there was much joy in the city. This is the word of God. Thank you, Cheryl. Appreciate that very much. There was a phrase that her text ended with that I want to especially highlight this morning. It says simply, there was much joy in that city. Did you hear that? There was much joy in that city. You know, as I read that two years ago and we took our, our trek through the book of Acts, I remember thinking then and even still today, boy, wouldn't it be great if the planting of our church in this community could bring great joy to the city? Because that's exactly what happened there in that church that day. They had started a new church in Samaria, a brand new place, a different ethnic group, even a different country. This was the first time that we have any record of a church outside of Jerusalem. The next church to be planted was apparently in Samaria, across the border. It's like saying we have a church here and we'll go across the border to Mexico, an altogether different group of people, altogether different culture. And they came in, and however long it was that Luke is describing these events, he ends that part of his story by saying, and there was much joy in that city. So as we kind of close out our series and we look at our, our church vision statement and purpose as a, as a church, don't you agree with me that it would be fantastic if at the end of our journey here, if people were to describe that church, they could say about us, you know, they brought great joy to Cave Creek. Cave Creek was really happy they were there. 
you know, that's not, tech, not often what churches think of. They kind of think of all of getting people out of something into their own little group, into their own little setting. But how great would it be if the, the way the church operated, it operated so as to bring great joy to the city. Are you with me? Isn't that something that would be fantastic? People could say, well, we've been considering our own vision statement and how it was, and, and now we get to see a practical example of how the church lived in such a way so as to bring great joy to the city. So I'll try to be as brief as I can. I know I, I promised you the service would go a little bit longer today because of the extra things that we have to do, but we're going to do our best to keep you uh, getting those sausages and, bit, sausage and biscuits as quickly as, uh, as possible. So uh, two questions I thought would be good for us to ask this morning as we take a look at this text and think about ourselves. The two headings to think about is, how has Cave Creek brought joy to us? And secondly, how can we bring joy to Cave Creek? Very simple. Let's think for a bit. What are some of the ways in which this town has brought us great joy? How, uh, let's think about uh, uh, how, Cave, how Cave Creek has brought great joy to church at the chip. That's the way the fill in the blank goes. Well, one of the ways Cave Creek's brought to us great joy is in an obvious way by giving us a great place to worship, by giving us a great place to worship. I would like to tell you that we had this fantastic idea in our own little brain of having an outdoor church in the western part of Cave Creek, but it really wasn't our idea at all. It just sort of emerged. It was God's idea. He had a better idea than we did, and He gave to us this opportunity. It required a, you know, an adventurous spirit on the part of the early handful of people who wanted to have a church in Cave Creek. Most people don't think, wouldn't it be great if we could have a church outdoors at a saloon? <laughs> Most people don't think that. And we weren't thinking that either initially. And it also required the willingness of the local business owner who welcomed us when there were only about eight or ten of us at first to start in this setting and has done nothing but just invite us and welcome us into, uh, uh, into this setting. But we are so grateful to have had such a perfect place to worship. Are you with me on that? Aren't you thankful? I mean, how many, how, I wonder, often wonder how many times people get on the phone on a Sunday afternoon when they come to visit in Arizona and say to their family and friends back in Minnesota or wherever, guess where I went to church today? <laughs> I was at a saloon for church today. What a great thing. Or I was able to worship out of doors today. It's just a great, a great place for us to be able to worship. Everything that you want for the church to be known as, say, a welcoming community, a safe place to come, a place where you come just as you are, all those things uh, that people want their church to be known as, it automatically happens, right? Most people feel pretty safe coming to church in a setting such as this. Uh, some people say, I'm afraid if I go to the church, the, the roof will fall down, right? Well, we, most of the time we have no roof. Now we do. So some of you might be in danger right here. I don't know underneath that. So we're so grateful that Cave Creek has welcomed us and embraced us, uh, excuse me, by uh, uh, giving to us a place of worship. And it's such a joy. I can't tell you what a joy it is to me, for me to know that I have the privilege every Sunday morning of coming to a place like this when people can, uh, can uh, see us as a place where they can grow in their relationship with Christ 
and where we're able to, in a typical Arizona fashion, have a Western style of worship in a beautiful Western setting, and all of you can play cowboys every morning. Isn't that great? We're so very thankful, and, and having just finished a very hot summer, I am so proud of all of those of you who stuck it out with us during the course of this summer. Because the chip, chip had been so welcoming to us, we wanted to stay here all summer. We, could, we had other invitations to worship indoors in this summer. I probably shouldn't tell you that because some of you say, what? <laughs> but, uh, but we thought... You know, if we can do it, we would love to make sure that the, the, the beacon of light that we are able to bring to here to this property, we can do it all during the course of the summer. And so I'm so thankful for all of you who stuck it out this coming, uh, this past summer, and now we've got the beautiful weather ahead of us. Cave Creek has brought great joy to Church of the Trip by giving us a perfect place to worship. And secondly, Cave Creek has brought great joy to the Church of the Trip by welcoming us as its own. I hope you can sense that this morning, even as we had town council members who were here today. All it took was a simple ask, and they wanted to come to be a part of this. And several of them who hadn't had a chance to, to see it just yet, they thought, oh, my goodness, this is magnificent, you know. And one of the things that, that I uh, have enjoyed various ways when I meet people in this community, there's some, things, some advantages to being the preacher here. Um, I have a sense of, of things that maybe you don't normally sense, but maybe you do as well when people find out you're going to the church at the chip. I have it happen to me quite a bit. When people who have, I've never met, I've never seen, they sort of, they're sort of proud that they can have a church here at their saloon. You ever run into that with people? You're wearing your church at the chip shirt, and they say, oh, yeah, I know about that church. And you think, yeah. That's my home. I love going there. We're so grateful that this community has welcomed us to be a part of it. I think it's just fantastic that when there are community events and things that are going on, I mean, I get the opportunity every Friday night. Larry mentioned his thanks for me going there on Friday night to, to say the prayer at the National uh, uh, for, the, for the bull riding. But I offer to him my thanks for giving me the chance to represent our church in front of a thousand people who may never come to our church but come and discover that there's a cowboy church that meets right here. It, you know, And yes, once in a while I do have to sing the National Anthem, which is an, an additional privilege that I enjoy. But do pray that I don't forget those words because every time I sing it, I'm afraid I get them, uh, that I will get them wrong. So far, so good. Uh, so that's how Cave Creek has brought great joy to the church at the chip. Now, on the other hand, then how can a church at the chip bring great joy to Cave Creek? That's our second bullet point. How can Cave Creek bring great joy, excuse me, church of the chip bring great joy to Cave Creek? This text gives to us some hints and some clues about how how they did exactly that. How was it that this community, which had no church before it, no awareness of the gospel before it, how was it that this church came into this area and before long it was a happy place? The community was glad that it was there. Well, it's a fascinating story, and we just have about five or ten minutes to kind of unpack it a little bit, but maybe you'll get a chance to look at it in the future. The, what had happened was this. The story begins with a, a really bad time in the life of the church. There had been the first Christian martyr stoned for his faith. He's my namesake. His name was Stephen. 
And as a result, great persecution began to happen uh, to the church. And so consequently, the church, which at that point point been a homogeneous unit right there in the, town, in the city of Jerusalem, all Jewish people together, those people began to be persecuted, and they were then scattered all about. Now, the leaders of the church stayed in Jerusalem. The apostles, it said, hi, Susie, good to see you. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, just good. To, I'm sorry, embarrassed you in the middle. Oh, did I wake you up? <laughs> yeah, no, I hope. Um, uh, the apostles, the leadership of the church, stayed right there, but the rest of the church family scattered out, and so that's where we pick it up uh, in in the eighth chapter. Uh, and there arose on that great day a day of great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. They're all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house and dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Now who are the people who were scattered? Was it the apostles? No, they were there. It was everybody else. All the rest of the people, the rank and file of the church, those people who were scattered went about and it says preached the word. What is this saying to us? We discover that something had been going on in that church family while they were one small unit, so that when they were broken up, the people within the church were properly equipped to themselves be bearers of the good news. This church was not started by ministry professionals by ordained clergy. We didn't have any of that back then, but it wasn't started by them. It was started by everyday people living out the message of the gospel in everyday life. They just, they, when they lost their leadership, they didn't lose their faith. They went out and they were properly equipped to be representatives for Jesus out there in a brand new and, let's face it, foreign and even hostile land. What was it that was going on? Well, what had happened is that these people had been prepared to become living witnesses, as our purpose statement says, living witnesses of God's new creation in Christ Jesus by becoming a community of faith and love and hope. These people continued to share by their lifestyle and by their words and by their joy the faith that they had been taught when they were all together in one setting there in Jerusalem. So what was it that the church had done? The first thing to notice is this, and I'll say it this way. May church at the chip bring great joy to Cave Creek by, first of all, outfitting Cave Creek with good news people. Now think about this for a minute. Outfitting Cave Creek with good news people. Now, when you think of an outfit, you think of this outfit that I'm wearing. But I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking, by the way, in the Western TV shows, right? Take that outfit, right? Be outfitted for work. What the church had done is it equipped people so that they naturally lived like good news people. They were different kind of people. They may have had similar jobs like tent making or watching sheep or whatever that they did, but they were different kind of people so that as they went, they went sharing the good news. Um, yeah, they, were, uh, they had been persecuted, yes, but they didn't let that persecution uh, destroy them. And as a result then, they began to share the good news, uh, 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 to share the good news around them. And the church was strengthened. They were equipped 
to serve and proclaim Christ in the city. It says there, they went about and preached the word. Now, when you hear the word preach, you think of someone like me up here on the, on the pulpit. But that's actually not the word that was, that was used. That was, it was actually the word they gospeled. This is the way it is in the original language. They gospeled the word. They good-newsed the word. They broadcast the word. 